I'm Mike. I work at Finch in marketing. I'm Nevin. I'm the e-commerce specialist at Finch. Well, it's Friday again, Nevin. That means it's happy hour time. Let's grab a cold one and it, uh, and get get talking about some e-commerce. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's uh, been like 90s and 100 for the past like couple days, and it's been absolutely brutal. So excited to uh, crack a cold one and start talking about some e-commerce, uh, some e-commerce metrics, and yeah, you know, wind the week down on a good note. Absolutely. Let's let's jump in. So last week we we, we talked about how we've been talking about the ROAS trap a lot. Um, and uh, if people listen to this podcast uh, quite a bit, they're going to start getting tired of hearing about the ROAS trap. But probably, we hope not because we have uh, uh, we have uh, we, we've teased a blog post last week, right, that, that you were working on writing that instead of just laying out the ROAS trap and pointing out, you know, what it is and how you might be falling for it, uh, we're actually going to offer some some advice around better metrics to use, right? So what is it, if, if ROAS is not giving us the full picture, what can, what what metrics can we use to get that full picture, right? Yeah, and, and the purpose of this is not to poo-poo on ROAS entirely. ROAS is a metric that really served a, a purpose and still and still does to an extent, but it really can be a little bit misleading about the overall performance and business health of your of your brand if you're not factoring in things like your margin and if you're not factoring in the various costs that come associated with that. Everyone, you know, ROAS can tell a good story, but everyone is going to have a different story when it comes to um, what necessarily makes their brand profitable. And right now, the focus really needs to be on capital efficiency and making sure that your money is going as far as it can. And for that, we have um, a couple metrics that will require a little bit of math, require a little bit of a spreadsheet magic um, or a partner platform. But we have the metrics that I think are that tell a much better story um, as far as gauging your advertising impact on your on your business and on your brand. Yeah. And I think part of this, you know, what I talked about last week was about like th- this being kind of inevitable for the e-commerce market. What I meant, what I really meant by that is it took a long time for normal brick and mortar, uh, you know, the economy of, you know, trade and monetary value and and, and uh, the monetary system. You know, we have money that, that represents some kind of value that then buys things. You know, we've had hundreds of years to figure that out. Right. So if you are an older business, take you know, you know, the big box stores that have been around for for a really long time or, you know, uh, you know, com- companies that deal with like, uh, you know, on Wall Street that deal with money, you know, they they move money around and, and figure out ways to make money off of that. If you're in those kinds of business, you've long a long time ago had to figure out how to be efficient with capital, right? Because capital is not always cheap. When it is cheap, you need to have a plan to maximize that and vice versa. When it's not cheap, you need to have a plan to maximize that, right? So what do we mean by, I think that the e-commerce, the online industry of buying and selling things online hadn't really run up against that wall of, uh, oh man, it, it, you know, basically we, it had a huge run, huge run of, of, of capital being cheap, right? Everybody wanted to invest in, you know, softwares and online, you know, e-tailers and e-commerce companies. I mean, it was a big, you know, pe- people were throwing money at it and that started to slow down and even stop a little bit, which is the first time that this, this budding, you know, emerging market uh, of online business uh, has had to reckon with it, right? And so we're seeing now it's going to be like, well, well how's it going to happen? And luckily, we've got smart guys like 
Nevin on the case, right? So, uh, what do we mean by capital efficiency, right? Like, like to me, that sounds like a, a ten, you know, it sounds like a ten dollar word, but but doesn't it just mean being smart with the money that you're able to get? Yeah, absolutely. It it means that every dollar that you have, you are making it work as hard as it can. Um, right now, as, as you were saying earlier, there was definitely a time for un like growth at all costs, but that time the muddy printers run out of ink at this point. Um, it might come back, but I, for right now, it is all about trying to be as efficient as possible and trying to make every dollar go as far as it can to grow your business effectively. You have to take in profitability and you have to take in um, the efficiency of how you're running your business um, and take into account all the costs because there's really not a lot of room in the P&Ls anymore just to kind of, you know, We'll, we'll cross that profitability bridge when we get to it. Right now, what we're seeing with a lot of the brands that we work with is it's they're kind of hunkering down through 2023 and they still want to grow, but their growth uh, expectations are a little bit more tempered and their main priority is just making sure that they're, you know, they want to hit their budgets. They want to make sure that they're, um, and they want to focus on the efficiency range. And for a lot of them, it was in the form of ROAS, but we're trying to shift that to focus a little bit more on their actual profit. What are the costs of goods that are coming from your store? What does it take to like on Amazon? What are the fees that are associated with it? What are the the cost to bring it to the warehouse? What is the cost of getting it to the door? All of these fees and all of these extra costs, we want to map that out because we want to make sure that the, the margins are there and the margins are strong enough so that if we want to start scaling, we want to, you know, go for like 10% growth year over year, that we're doing that in a way that's not going to be hurting the business in the long term. So right. yeah. that's sort of what we've been working on to shift. And we've been really trying to take in cost and, and margins in a much in a much more kind of a focused lens. Yeah, we've kind of gone from like uh, you mentioned in the blog post, you, you know, the, the days of move fast and break things uh, kind of uh, are coming to it to an end. Right. And it's, I think it's more moving to uh, move at a profitable pace, you know, <laughs> you break things if you want, I guess, but do, do profitable stuff. Right. And, and I think we're, we're just trying to get to that, get to that. And, you know, this, to me, it's like, um, it's, it's almost a rabbit hole, right? Like you can go and you can figure up profitability for literally every single product in your store but you can also roll that up into you know buckets of uh, of all different kinds of things right like you can roll up you can roll this stuff up into um items that are commonly sold together what's the pro what is the profit margin there right how much money are you making on on your average cart uh you know by category how uh you can roll it all the way up to the very top line and that's what i you know this first metric you really talk about uh which is what contribution margin on ad spend. So CMOAS, not quite as roll off the tongue. It's as not, we've been thinking <laughs> comas, CMOAS, we're, we're still working on it. Yeah. It's a working title. But, but in general, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of math involved here, but in general, what it, what it is, you know, is profit over ad spend, right? So what, what goes into yeah, that? I mean, exactly. you know, ad spend's easy, right? You get that. That's how much money you put into your, your PMAX campaign, right? The ad spend's an easy one. What's that top What's that top number entail, though? So basically, that top number is basically all of your ad attributed sales, the landing cost of the product sold, uh, the platform fees, the advertising spend itself, 
um, and then the rebate and refunds. So basically subtracting anything that would be a cost, basically subtract all of the drag, anything that's uh, a negative, and put that over the ad spend. So whereas ROAS would basically just be tracking top line revenue, how much you know overall money is flowing into the business, um, looking at the contribution margin of that ad spend basically looks at the efficiency of how far, um, how much money is going into the pocket, how much money can we basically then take, invest back into the business, what, how much money is left over. And this metric is, in my opinion, it's, it's a much better view of overall business health. Yeah, so, so it's, because it's, if it's, we're it's ROAS where you're taking... Instead of profit, you're using, or I'm sorry, instead of uh, revenue on top, you're using profit, right? Yeah, basically. It's ROAS on steroids because it is, it's taking it that extra, it's taking that extra step in. Uh, um, it still doesn't can take into the whole factor because it still doesn't tap into things like organic. It still doesn't look at stuff there. But this is basically specifically looking at the efficiency of your advertising campaigns. Whether that be Google, whether that be Amazon, whether that be Bing, Facebook, it's looking at that specific channel. It's looking at your overall advertising efficiency and basically just taking that extra layer in of factoring into the margins. It's the ROAS that, in my opinion, I think a lot of the ad platforms should be looking at because the margin data and the cost of goods data is available for pretty much every single product. It's built into the, if you're doing it right, it's built into your product feed. Yeah. Um, and it's data that you're passing along. But at the end of the day, you're going to be using target ROAS for your PMAX campaigns. You're going to be, you know, using what data the app platforms give you. But this is just a calculation that you can do on the side to really take that extra step further and figure out what is like what ROAS is your break even. So if the advertising platforms are giving you ROAS, you should be taking that, turning it into the contribution margin and basically putting it through your margins, putting it through the actual intricacies of your business and looking at basically the, the contribution margin of the profit that you're bringing out um, that every ad dollar is bringing you. Yeah. You know, obviously this is an equation that, that hinges on ad spend, right? That's going to be, like you said, that leaves a lot of things out, but what if we want to incorporate, you know, organic, we want to incorporate, you know, referral traffic and sales that happen, you know, from return customers that, that we don't need to market to, or, you know, th through a newsletter, you know, these kind these kinds of things, what, what, uh, what metrics do we use for that? So for that, and this again, kind of zooms out a little bit, but I would, we, we like to use Mer at Finch. So basically it's just the marketing efficiency rate. It's pretty standard metric at this point. But it, again, does require a little bit of math because you have to basically look at the data that's coming from your e-commerce platform. So rather than lo looking at the revenue data that Google Ads is showing you, because that's going to be basically what's going through Google's attribution margin, same as if you're looking at Facebook, it's going to be going through Meta's attribution model. Looking at marketing efficiency ratio is, it's actually taking a big step back. And it is looking at the total revenue that is coming into the into the business. And this is, again, top-line revenue. It's not a factor into margin yet, but it is the overall top-line revenue over whatever ad spend that you're pushing out. So, for example, if you're, look, if you're doing things on Facebook, if you're doing things on Google, if you're doing things on Bing, you basically add up all of that ad spend, put that at the um, bottom of the equation, and then 
at the top, you'd be looking at the overall revenue that's coming in from your e-commerce platform. So that's directly coming from the shopping cart. That's directly coming from your Shopify, your big commerce, what have you. Um, they will give you a, they, that is an accurate number that is coming through because that's basically just what has been checked out through your cart. Yeah. Um, and that is one of the clearest figures that you can get. And basically you would just be adding everything that you spend under that. So, yeah, yeah, um, so it's e-commerce revenues it's, divided by paid media spend. But I think uh, it's, it's, if you say it said when it's said like that, it sounds really simple, right? But the, the, I think yeah. the, the idea the idea here, though, is, is like what you're looking at as an output of this is uh, I think w measuring this one time, measuring marketing efficiency ratio one time is just like almost any other data. It's not, it's not going to give you much information. Measuring it over time and, and plotting it is probably a, a better way to do it. Same with just about any data. But with with Mer, uh, what it what it does, you know, what I find it that it does the best is really give you an overall trustable number, right? And when I say trustable number, like that's really the the the, the issue here is we run into a lot of clients that uh, you know or prospects when they when we first talk to them that are really having trouble trusting what the ad platforms are taking credit for essentially right so it's like it's like you can have depending on how they attribute things and, and how their models work you could be paying you know you could see it uh the same you know the two different platforms report the same conversion but we know that that only resulted in one sale right so like at the end of the day using your your total media spend the amount that you paid into the marketing ecosystem you know, and you are taking that into consideration with the total e-commerce revenue, which is just the, the the amount of money that checked out of your cart in a given period, right? Like we know that that's 100% true and your bank, your bank receipts show that that's true. That's how much money you made, right? Like how much money came through your cart and then you divide that by your total media spend. Those are two numbers you can absolutely trust. While this may not be as like granular as, as some of these other metrics, this is a metric we can absolutely plot as a trusted number that's gonna give us a, a, a trusted value out of the out of the back. Yeah, and the attribution, the attribution model is, or the attribution question has always been a thorn in the side of pretty much every digital advertiser and it, it probably mm -hmm. will be until the end of time. Yeah. Google is going to try and take credit for as much as they can. They're giving us less. They're giving us less information than more as time goes on. You know what I mean? Like, like they want you. Yeah. Google, Google and, now now wants you to use Pmax, right? Like everybody should be using Pmax. So and yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying they're doing it. I, I think it's part of their business model, right? Like it's 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 just part of what they would prefer. The the per, their preferred product for for their customers to use is Pmax and. There are really good reasons for that, even on the, con you know, on, on the consumer. I think Pmax does, and I'm not picking on Google or anything. It's just, you know, it's the one that most people use and going to have most, most uh, experience with, right? And, and I love Pmax. Pmax has been an absolute game changer. It, it, its performance has been just an unmitigated success on pretty much every time we've deployed it. Yeah. Um, it, it works. Probably at Google, they probably believe that every single thing that's being attributed to Google is, is coming from Google. At the same time, it's, it's it's really hard to call your baby ugly. So whenever you're looking at whenever you know whenever you're looking at your product, you want to believe that product is the best that it can be. And and for Pmax, they built a fantastic product. For Advantage Plus, they built an incredible like they built a fantastic product. It is just very very difficult when you have so many touch points added into the equation. Yeah, which is the one that actually made the yeah, made the sale? Because human behavior is really tough to model. 
Yeah, I'm currently in the middle of the second season of Foundation, where they have like this whole the whole book and show is on this mathematical model of how you can predict large large groups of people. Yeah, um, fantastic show if you haven't seen it. But um, that is honestly, I keep watching that and keep kind of just cracking up at it because that is really what these advertising companies are trying to do. That's what these platform providers are trying to do. They are trying to calculate the they're trying to calculate the movements of large groups of people using data and analytics. And the thing is that humans are unpredictable. So they're going to try and do their best job to to map things out. But it is there is always going to be alert. You're never going to be able to get a picture that is 100% clear. And that is why you need to look at metrics that are both in the weeds. Like it's really hard to get more in the weeds than something like contribution margin of ad spend or profit yeah. over ad spend where you're factoring in like a dozen different variables for cost. But it's important to also take a step back and look at the overall kind of more holistic picture of how your marketing is going. And, and like you were saying earlier, the two pieces of truth that you are always going to have is going to be the actual money that you've made, the money that's coming through your e-commerce cart, and it's going to be the money that you've spent. So when you're able to put those two together, that is going to be, it's a very kind of coarse metric, but it is always going to be insanely accurate. And it basically takes all the randomness of human behavior out of it, whether they're going through Facebook or whether they're going through Google, and just looks at the overall picture of, are you making money through your just holistic operation? Is the revenue coming in at an efficient rate? And if you want to go more into the weed, you can take that MER model, you can take that metric, and um, you can break it down and look at the overall marg- like average margin value of, of your products and make sure that that marketing efficiency ratio is something that lines up with the margins of your business. That's going to be crucial. But at the same time, um, you know, it's important to take a step back and look, at the, and look at the entire business equation because at the end of the day, that's, what, that's what's going to be keeping your brand afloat. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, as a marketer, I get it right. Like these are like, it's really difficult to admit that I can't directly prove that my marketing activity resulted in this sale. Right. I can show you that, that there were some touches, right. But I can't tell you 100% all the time that because this customer you know, looked at this blog post because I showed this ad that resulted in a sale. It could have been something, you know, that even if the the path is that linear, even if the path is that linear, you serve an ad, they click on it, they uh, purchase the product. There's nothing t- saying that they didn't already see your brand before. You're, you're probably retargeting them, meaning they've been to your website before they're they've exposed. You don't know what actually clicked that that decision, you know, uh, nozzle in the brain to say okay i'm buying it right now right there's there's always and i think that's what you know google and facebook like they're doing that on a huge massive scale for lots of you know thousands and thousands of advertisers trying to say we think that we think that we caused this activity right but they, they like you said nevin there's no way to be a hundred percent sure because then i can push back and say well i can show that that same visitor came to the site three times before they saw that ad maybe those site visits were what did it Right. So that's where you, yeah. you come in. Yeah. That's where you start getting into conversations about attribution models and how much weight and how much, you know, what percentage of the total sales you do you distribute to different to different parts of this. At a certain level, Mer, like things like CMOAS and MER, 
take you out of that in the weeds conversation a little bit and pull you out and say, you know, regardless of who gets the credit, paid search or organic or referral traffic or whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, the sale happened, right? And we spent this much money to make it happen. Let's look at that and focus on that. And then you can you can start to figure out what activities are pro what what campaigns and activities from a marketing perspective are profitable, right? At the end of the day, you can look through a million different metrics, but at the um, but the one that is going to matter is is my business healthy. And yeah. is my business scaling in a way that is sustainable? Because if you're losing money and you hit the gas, it's disaster. Yeah, you're just um, going to lose money faster. So <laughs> you're just going to lose money faster. And it could be like, especially in today's economy, there's not as many rip cords that you can pull for an emergency. Yeah. Um, so right now, more than ever, you need to be making sure that before we hit the gas, that we are looking at the market, the overall efficiency of the brand and looking at are we in a healthy place that if we absolutely start pouring gas in the fire and we hit the gas that we can, you know, skyrocket to, um, you know, in a way that's profitable and also like not burn the brand down around the same time. <laughs> yeah. For sure. um, and it's not always as, and, you know, looking at just standard, like the reporting from the app platforms as, as in-depth as they get, it doesn't, it doesn't always tell the full story. I've been working, I've worked with clients in the past where all they, they, they're, feeling like we're on the right track let's start just absolutely just you know hitting the nitrous here let's skyrocket this thing let's go to the moon before we did that we just decided to go like let's just take a quick peek and see let's look at the individual product lines and see how they're how productive they are and we found that most of their products fantastic incredible margins on them they were doing great they had a higher margin product it was um, like a higher margin consumable product. We found out that because of that, because of the advertising dollars that we were putting into that, like it was performing fine. It was a newer, you know, newer lines. We were expecting to not necessarily, you know, for it to be the most profitable thing in the world at the gate. We were expecting it to kind of break even, which it looked like it was. The moment we actually started looking at the cost of goods and the landing data, we realized that, oh my God, on this segment, even though like the ROAS was, I think it was like a four, um, it was performing, honestly, thought pretty good. When we actually started looking at the margin cost of it, we were actually losing $3,000 a month on that product alone. And it was it was starting to eat into the overall margins that we had for the entire business. And I'm really, really glad that we did that because if we had hit the gas now, we started to supercharge that and really start to dump a ton of ad spend into that campaign. There could have been really serious brand implications. You know, when we're talking- So what was know, it? Was it uh, what they were paying for shipping? Was it a manufacturing cost? I mean- what, what... It was the fact that it just, it cost them a lot more to make and test because it was a consumable product compared to just some more kind of industrial pieces. It cost them a lot more to make and it cost them a lot more to, to push the product. There was a lot more cost, just not just in the manufacturing as well as in, in the shipping, kind of all across the board we basically turned off advertising for that product line completely um, and retooled it before we basically started supercharging, like kind of pouring more gas in the fire and starting to- That's one conversation I know that is a little different. It's kind of tricky to have with clients, right? Where it's like, we think we've got it set up really well and we need to, we need to spend a bunch of we need not a bunch of money but you need to spend some money to to test your theory right like we got to put advertising dollars in get the metrics back and then adjust right but if without that without that you know hypothesis uh implementation 
and then and get you can't without those two steps you can't get the get the results and then if you don't get the results you can't pivot properly right like you said they may not have ever figured that out if we hadn't you know if you guys hadn't have done that yeah and at some point like not every not every campaign is going to be a winner right you know as much as i'd like to you know you know beat my chest and say oh i've never i've never made a bad campaign yeah here's a here's no, a tip we're, here's we're a tip human. out there if if you're talking to a to an ad agency or a performance agency who tells you that the, all of their campaigns will be profitable they're probably lying to you they're they're selling you something yeah and and at the end of the day they're not all going to be winners and different campaigns in different segments are going to peter out at different points they're going to plateau at different points but that is why experimentation is so crucial if you ever talk to anyone who's in social media or display advertising they will consistently they will talk about a b testing and experimentation until they're blue in the face it's incredibly important and the same thing goes for your search campaigns for your amazon campaigns is to continuously be looking to try and look at different product segments does this work better and you you will probably spend money and you'll probably waste some ad dollars on a campaign that just doesn't pan out but at least then you know that that is not a successful that is not a successful strategy and and you can then hone in on ones that are successful it's a consistent piece of experimentation and so long as you're not like gambling your entire you know gambling your entire marketing budget on like one hunch yeah for sure like you, you know you go in knowing that you you know you know the no the, the known unknowns right like we don't we we, we can't say with 100 confidence that all of these campaigns are going to work but we're pretty sure most of them will and then we'll be able to weed out the ones that don't or figure out why they're not working and fix them right so but you know at the end of the day it's, it's an iterative process there is no magic bullet there is no uh one strategy to rule them all this isn't a a tolkien a uh, uh, piece of lore this is you know this is digital marketing that that deals with people and 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 a lot of different interests right the interests of the e-commerce company to make money the interest of the consumer to buy something that they want or need the interests of the ad platforms to 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 serve those ads so they can make money off of them all kinds of interests that you need to take into consideration which is why we always advise use your use your numbers the profit and the spend you're always are going to be keeping track of that and le at least if you're running a, any kind of business you're going to be keeping track of that so to use those that's what a lot of these metrics are doing what we're trying to advise is like don't rely solely on the metrics of one interest one party of interest in that equation right if you're only using ROAS you're only relying on the on the the metrics that the ad platforms are serving you and you have to remember where those come from and why they're why they're being served no we have CMO yeah. ads just to get to the third one because I did promise three metrics here I think uh, that's fair CMO ads which is profit over ad spend pretty simple there and then we've got mer which is total e-commerce revenues over total paid media spend right and then the last one just it sounds like like a duh metric right but it's profit growth right and what, what like how do you think about profit growth well it's both revenue growth and profit growth this is one that I, i'd say it's three metrics it is kind of four but these two go so hand in hand that i'll just call it three is to look at this the overall scale like if you're looking specifically originally this was one that i actually had to I went back and I kind of looked at a couple of different times to try and figure out and eventually just ended up going with both of them. Because on one side, yes, the profit growth, you're looking at your profit growth year over year is is great to look at, you know, just to make sure that you're scaling efficiently. But it doesn't paint the full picture of scale. Just it it lacks the volume. Because for example, if you're running really tight margins, then your profit growth might be 
you know, 5%, even if you've grown your company, even if you've like grown the actual scale of revenue by like 200%. So that's just, there are two plot, there are two kind of lines to keep on the graph plot side by side. Most of the time, you know, in a perfect world, your revenues, your top line revenues and your profits are going to scale in line with each other. They're going to scale in parallel. We don't live in a perfect world. Advertising is incredibly complex and they won't always scale perfectly. But as long as your profit growth is either holding steady or or growing and you're able to look at your revenue growth and you're scaling, um, when you're setting a goal, I would put that as a revenue goal. 10% like revenue growth year over year. But I would be double checking that at pretty much every step of the way where you're it's, trying it's to like go a back do- and It's kind of like a know. doctor. It's like a, kind of like a surgeon checking the EKG every once in a while, right? Like everything's yeah. still good. Okay, we're good. We're good. It's not, not flatlining. Yeah, just, we're just, good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And making and just making sure that the efficiency is, is staying or holding steady. And it might not need to. You know, sometimes we'll, if we're seeing incredible revenue growth and we're within the range that like we know that like we have enough to pay the employee, you know, that the brand has enough to pay the employees. They, they, this is their kind of break, you know, this is kind of their break, break even profit. And we're able to scale their revenue by a hundred percent. Um, year over year, we might take a, a, a quick hit in profitability in order to do that. We won't make any, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say we'd make anything super drastic. We'd want to make sure that, you know, the business is fundamentally healthy when we're, when we're making that scale. It's a controlled risk, right? Like we, we know, we know that we like, once you figure out, Hey, this is this, tactic that we use here this campaign can has the capability of you know b- juicing revenue growth for for two weeks uh you know ju- not revenue overall revenue is juicing it for a couple of weeks and we know it's gonna slow down profit growth for a little while but we need that extra capital like that's that's a you know those but but you can't the, what we're trying to, uh, to trying to get along get pass along here is you can't get to a point where you can make those decisions unless you're tracking these metrics and doing them in a smart way right so like that, that i think that's the point we're getting to if you want to get to a point where you can make the decision uh then uh, th- you have to do this stuff, but we're coming up on time, Nevin. And I got to start my weekend. I mean, I got to get out of here. So I appreciate you. Uh, you always, like I said, you make me smarter every time, man. And uh, hey, have a, have a good uh, have a good weekend. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. See you.